Blog Talk Radio. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome to NGSBA's podcast program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, uh, a program designed for those in the education community and beyond to uh, talk about education issues, uh, meet educational leaders, and hopefully you can be part of the conversation if you choose. Uh, we have a chat room feature open, and all you have to do is uh, register with Blog Talk Radio. There's no fee, and you can chat your question in, um, uh, type your question in, not chat, and uh, I will pass it on to our guest. Um, today, we're, we're going to be talking about something that maybe 20 years ago, school districts didn't really pay that much attention to, and that's called branding and marketing your school district. Um and so uh, with me, I have uh, Susan Marinello from uh, the Montville Township Public Schools. Uh, Susan is a district communications officer, and she'll talk about her experience with the district and um, a, a little bit uh, about how they got to where they are now. Uh, so welcome, Sue. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, no, this is a great topic. Um, so first of all, uh, let's go to the. Um, let's go. Uh, we, uh, we're talking about branding. Uh, well, first, tell me a little bit about your uh, background and how you got into working for the school district, and part time. I should add that. Yes, I am part time at the Montville Township Public Schools, and my background is in communications. I actually was a theater major at NYU, and uh, I grew up in a family business, and my job was always to help them with advertising. So I have been doing this kind of work since I was about five or six years old, believe it or not. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, branding and, and creating an identity for whatever product, whatever organization, whatever uh, person that you're promoting, that's that's what I've been doing for pretty much my whole life. Well, let's get to the basic question. What is branding? Branding is a way to enhance your identity, and it improves communication. It's sort of a shorthand to who you are as an organization or as an individual. And when I say as an individual, we see this all the time. Uh, people today are very astute to understanding branding because our young people who are on social media all the time, they understand that what they're putting out there is how they're perceived. And, um, and so it is with us in, the, in this culture every day. And it's a shorthand to who you are and how you want people to feel about you and how you want to be perceived in the world at large. And why should a, a school district be concerned about their brand in marketing? And also we'll get into marketing too, but why should they could be concerned about that? Because it is everything that you do. Branding's not just a logo. It's not just something you look at. It is everything you do. So that interaction that you have with parents, that interaction you have with other districts, that interaction that you have with students, that's part of your brand. And it's important to understand and has always been important for school districts to understand what their goals are and what their mission is. And that's really where the branding comes from. When you evaluate your mission and you say, this is what I want to be known for, this is what I want people to feel when they think about my school district. That's where the brand comes from. And from there, you build everything else. You build the, the visual identity. You build the interactions and how the goals should affect the classroom and the curriculum and your initiatives across the district. So uh, it's kind of like if someone, and we'll use your district, Montville, uh, if someone hears the word Montville schools, township public schools, they kind of know what this, 
if they live, particularly if they live in a community, they kind of they have an image immediately of what the school system is. Exactly. I always think of building a brand as like building a house. The foundation is uh, to define how you want to be perceived. What is your story? What do you want people to think, say, or feel about you? And that's the basis of how you're going to move forward with everything that you do. And from there, you build the walls, and that's sort of your promise. That's what you make public. That's what you say to people. We promise as a school district that we want to do this and that and the other thing for your students. Here in Montville Township, it's educate, inspire, and empower students. So that's part of our brand and how we put ourselves out there. And everything you do within those walls that you build uh, to in your house that you're building um, reflect those, those uh, goals and that promise. And then you communicate that promise. This is like the decoration. That's where your logos come in and your messaging, and that you put out everywhere. You want to be consistent with how you put that image out there. And then you have to maintain it, and that's sort of the roof. You want to make sure that you're constantly, everything you do reflects that brand visually in terms of what you see as well as through action, through what the uh, teachers and the administrators and even what the students are um, looking towards accomplishing. Um, before we go on to how kind of the Montville journey, and we'll kind of use that as a template for other school districts, um, I would think, though, uh, marketing and branding your district might also help when something goes wrong in the district, uh, maybe through no fault of your, of your own. Maybe there's a mold in the school or something to that effect. If you have a good brand, uh, that would probably help a district survive some of the bad publicity they may get for a week or so. Absolutely. Again, you want to put – everyone wants to put their best foot forward all the time, and people really do work hard to be good at their jobs. I believe that's true in every walk of life. And um, your brand is to consistently put yourself out there so that you build a reputation of having high standards – of having uh, good decision-making, of caring for your community, of making sure that you're putting the students and education first. And by consistently letting people know that you're doing that, you build the brand. Now, why this is important is schools tend to often be silent about the wonderful things they're doing simply because you know, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do to meet the curriculum needs. There's a lot to do to, to be in a classroom with students. There's a lot to do to get the report cards done and make the assignments happen and do the testing that's coming your way. So there's a lot on everyone's plate in a public school district. Thinking about your brand is not really where the average educator wakes up every day. You know, that's not number one on their goal, and it shouldn't be number one on their goal list. But if the, if the whole district puts an emphasis on their brand and consistently puts that out there, if there's a problem, people have learned to know who you are. They've learned what your identity is, and they understand that you're making the best decisions you can and that you're trying to do the best thing in each situation, particularly if something happens that's beyond your control. Okay. Well, you convinced me that branding is really important for a school district, uh, and I, I think a lot of people do understand that. But as you kind of alluded to, um, it's not the first thing on everyone's job description for the most part. 
Um, right. So if a district wants to go down that road, and we can use Montville as a because I think in Montville it became one of the board and administration's goals was to improve their marketing and their branding, right? Well, I think yes, it was, but I think it stems out of communication, and I think a lot of districts have learned in the last five years or so that communication, particularly in the world we live in, where communication happens immediately, where um, you know, sort of rumors and gossip can start to spin out of control quickly, that it's important to have consistent communication from your school district so that if something unusual happens, you can uh, get the correct information out there, but also on a daily basis, in every classroom, in every school, there's something unique happening. And to let people see a little bit of what that is and to understand how you're teaching STEM or STEAM or how you're implementing engineering and art together, how you're, you know, rethinking how a student approaches their own education and take responsibility for wanting to do a good job because it interests them, not because they're going for a grade. All of these different initiatives are exciting and people need to hear about them. So with the world we live in today, we can show a lot of that through social media. But again, you want to put your brand out there. You want to make sure that you're talking about your goals as a district and your okay, standards. Okay, you, uh, so Montville went down this journey. Maybe you should give us a little background on the, the number of schools and a little bit about the Montville. Because I think there are some uh, a lot of districts would have a lot of the same similar obstacles that they have to overcome. Sure. Montville Township is a district of about 3,600 students. We have seven schools. One is a high school, one is a middle school, and five elementary schools. Within each elementary school, there are sort of um, different identities among those schools, which stem from things that happened many years ago, decades ago, like intramural sports. So each school has its own mascot. The district at large are the Mustangs. That's what we think of when we think of Montville Township because that's our high school and our middle school. But uh, when we stepped into the branding arena, we found that these uh, smaller schools, the elementary schools, with their identities and their own mascots, that was fairly well entrenched. Some districts, they might not find that to be true, but as we moved through finding out how to create a brand for Montville Township Public Schools, we had to assess what's in place, what do people really value about what's in place, and what can we improve on. So uniting seven different schools in the township, and the township also has three different towns, Montville, Tawako, and Pinebrook, so creating one identity for all of those different parts of town and all of those different zip codes and all of those different mascots was a challenge. In order to do that, we brought together students of all ages from kindergarten through 12th grade. We brought together parents. We brought together alumni. We brought board members and, um, of course, administration and faculty. And we created a committee that was just designed to look at the branding. We also created a brain trust, which was a group of parents and individuals throughout the, the community at large whose interests and whose jobs are in marketing. And some of those people had, you know, big jobs in marketing, like with Disney and Nabisco. So they were able to help advise us as we found different things that were difficult, like unifying 
five different elementary schools with five different mascots, they helped us find ways to answer those questions. Now, I would assume, and I know the communities you're talking about, uh, some of those are those people really do identify, even though they're all going to Mount Montville Township Public Schools. I don't know if I ask some people where they live. They don't say they live in Montville. They'll tell me they live in Tawako. Uh, so some of these different things may seem small to a lot of people, but people have a lot invested in either their zip code or in their elementary school. Is that correct? That's correct. And that is a big challenge. And so when we looked at that, um, we wanted to we wanted to highlight that the township has worked together as a township for a very long time. And coincidentally, when we started this project, the township was celebrating their 150th anniversary. So there was a lot of attention already on those three different towns coming together as a township. And I think that really helped us to unify in our logo uh, and in our initiatives and in our goals, how we were going to bring that all together. And um, so you have all these. What was the process you used to review some of the the mascots and different colors? Did you uh, <laughs> have a committee? Just I mean, because you have probably seven different mascots. I am not sure how many different colors you had. Um, so how did you go massage? How do I want to say this? I'm sure some people had egos involved and, you know, they created that mascot or something to that effect, or they had a lot invested. How did you go about discussing, modifying all those differences? Well, first we we met with all of the um, administrators, so all of the principals in each of the schools, and we asked them, you know, what what do you consider your identity in this building? And and consistently it was their mascot it was their colors and yeah some of the some of the elementary schools one of them is red and white uh, uh several of them have blue and white some of them have green and white which is actually our district identity um so that was that was challenging and probably the most difficult part of the process and we didn't really want to take that away because it was clearly part of the culture but what we found was we could focus on what the overall district logo would be. And that for that, we had a designer who interviewed hundreds of students and teachers and administrators. And consistently what he heard when he asked the question, what do you think of when you think of Montville, was the valley that's between um, Lazar Middle School and the high school. Everyone thinks about that because it's where the sports teams play, it's where the parks are. And so that image became sort of the central part of the logo that we created. And in that logo, we created sort of three bursts of um, rays, of sun, sun rays, and those represent Tawako, Pine Brook, and Montville. And that unified everything. So once that image was in place, then we could play with it for the different individual elementary schools, and we could do a version in their blue and white or in their red and white but consistently across the district, when you're talking about Montville Township Public Schools, it is the green and white that are the colors of our district. So you kind of, uh, and I'm sure this didn't happen in one meeting where everyone just agreed and said, you know, Sue, you're 100% right. Uh, so this probably took a numerous meetings where people gave a little bit on maybe either uh, maybe the 
just the look of their mascot. Now, I have a question. Were the mascots the same in the school? Were they consistent? Um, no, every like, mascot was different. So we did retool all the mascots so that they looked like they were part of the same district. Because some of them looked like they were cartoons and some of them looked like they were line drawings. And so we wanted the different mascots to look like they all came from the same uh, family, so to speak, the same draw- type of drawings. And, how and it you, was a long how, process. Okay, yeah. How long? I mean, how many times did you meet? How many? And was there, I, I know some people do like, they put out two or three. Uh, logos and they ask people to vote on it or, or some how did you come to that do the decision making process it was it was a two step or maybe three step process it began with seven people on a committee who said here's what we think we need to address let's figure out if we're right and in figuring in trying to figure out if we were right we did a small survey of the administrators to get their feedback. And we found that some of what we thought we needed to address, um, we maybe didn't. Much of what we thought we needed to address, we absolutely did. And there was actually more that we needed to address than we, were, than we realized. And that was in the high school where the Mustang logo was many different things. There was nothing official. They too needed to be rebranded and brought into a consistency and a, and a unification that they knew it was happening, that all of their uniforms were seeing some different colors, they were seeing different images, they wanted it to be more consistent. So it became a two-pronged process there to create a, a more consistent image at the high school level, and that would influence then how we worked throughout the entire district. So that was the first step. The second step then was we brought in a designer, and he did extensive research f- through all walks of the community. I mean, he talked to senior citizens and alumni and children in the schools and, and just tried to get a real sense of the history of the district and how that could be reflected visually. And through that process, he created line drawings that we talked about as a committee, and then some of those drawings went out in surveys to the general public. Other times that would just go to our branding brain trust, we called them. That's that group of people who do marketing for major corporations, and they would give us some feedback as to whether this was an image that might work for us across all different media, because you have to think about how's it going to work as an embroidered uh, piece. How's it going to work on a helmet? How's it going to work on T-shirts? How's it going to work on anything you can possibly put an image on? And then we kept we kept doing that over and over with different surveys and different images till we came down to uh, like a final four, and then we started to really dig into what each one did and how that was going to reflect our district. So, so if a district's moving into this, um, I, I would imagine that. Um, you seem to be very inclusive, uh, that you in, involved every single uh, stakeholder, including the students, the staff, and the community, alumni. Um, is that something that you think is almost a, a must, that you have to be very inclusive in doing this? I think it's valuable for the following two reasons. One, one of the people in just one meeting with us, just one, you know, roundtable that we had searching for information, a parent said, 
what I want from this process is for my son to look at this image that we come up with as a result of these conversations. And I want my son to say, that's my home. That's where I belong. That's where I come from. And that was a very powerful statement. And I think that having so many people really look at it and put their input into where it was going and how it was going to be reflecting our district made it something that people were proud of and they wanted their kids to be proud of it too. The other thing about including people is it's challenging and you can ask any university because they all have this issue. It's challenging to keep your image um, consistent because everybody in the world wants to take it and twist it and put it on a t-shirt slightly differently and, you know, it's not everybody's priority. Most people don't wake up every day going, hmm, how should that image look? You know, they might wake up going, I'm supposed to get T-shirts for the fifth grade class because they're moving up to sixth grade. And that's as far as they think. They may not be thinking about, well, what is the image across the board? So if you keep people involved in it, they stop and think, hey, what is that identity? And how do we work that into what we're trying to do here with these T-shirts? Oh, so you have to have, make sure everyone's conscious of that. Um, right. So, and once you kind of decided, and I'm going to get into a couple other things later on, but how do you how do you announce it? How do you let everyone know, okay, this is our logo, this is our brand? I mean, it's not something that you would just put on a, in a newsletter, uh, particularly with social media nowadays. How do you kind of roll it out? Right. That's a great question. And we really struggled with that. And what we found the best, you know, you don't want to take away from instructional time, you know, <laughs> so you're trying really hard to do something that's a benefit for the entire community and something that you want everyone to begin to identify with, but you really don't have time to take away from the instructional time in the classroom. The way we found that was the best way to do this was we created a video that explained each piece of our logo, why it was chosen, where it came from, and of course, having done all of these surveys and had all of these roundtable discussions, people were aware it was happening. Uh, we would talk about it occasionally on social media. So by the time we rolled it out, it was a three-minute video that, that went out in homeroom. So during homeroom, they just clicked on the YouTube link and the class could watch it. And on the same day, every one of our students in our district and all of our faculty and staff had the opportunity to watch that basically at the same time as school was beginning. So it gave people an understanding of, wow, here's where we came to, here's what the end product is of all of those surveys. And um, I'm going to have to get some nuts and bolts because uh, if, if a board member is listening or school administrators listening, uh, they already – probably have it in their mind, wow, that that seems like a lot of meetings. What's the cost to this? And, and that's why I kind of emphasize that you were part-time in the beginning because um, you do work for the district, but you are part-time. So what are some of the costs that a district might need to consider as they move forward? Well, the cost can be, you know, branding, it can be a very expensive thing. If you look at any sports team or any major corporation, they will spend, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. Um, and it's not simple to unite seven schools in a district. But um, what we found and what I think other districts have found in doing this process 
is that there's not there's not a lot of money in a budget for this. So you can't really go into it thinking I've got $30,000 because you don't, you don't, you might not even have 10, but what you do have are parents with resources. In other words, people who are in marketing, who understand the value of it, they might be able to help you find a person who can do this within your budget. And that's really the biggest cost is the design. Then you're going to have costs in implementation, but you have those costs anyway. In other words, if you're getting a sign made, you're going to pay for the sign. If you pay for the sign with your logo involved, you're still paying for the sign, but now you've got a consistency. And as long as that consistency for every sign that you have to make from that point on has that logo, has that brand, then you're just incorporating your logo and your brand as you move forward. You don't have to replace everything right away. And so uh, if the stationary, the some of the uniforms you might do, kind of piece, uh, you know, over time, not do it all in one swell. Right, and with mm. stationary today, you can build your stationary on your laptop, and you can write your letter on your laptop. We have in our district um, all of those templates available for everyone on the staff, and they can just type their letter in and print it out, and it's the same template across the board. They are specific to the schools, but they all have the logo and a consistent placement, and the lettering is all consistent. So you don't have, you know, a bunch of different <laughs> letterheads out there. It's all consistent across all seven schools. Um, a couple questions. How do you um, utilize social media in this? Because I would think, well, you kind of alluded to with technology now, we just create our own stationary uh all the time, it's the uh, default. But how did the, you uh, utilize social media? Because that's where parents in the community get a lot of their information about the school. Yes, well, we changed all of our social media um, layouts to reflect the logo. So consistently, that's out there. And we consistently use hashtags to talk about our. Um, our motto, which is educate, inspire, empower, that's out there a lot. So we incorporate those things frequently. And then we use, if something happens at one of the schools that's noteworthy, we use that mascot with our logo shield, um, and we push that out so that we're constantly reinforcing that the individual schools are doing things, but they're all part of Montville Township Public Schools. You know what? I, I don't think I asked you. Uh, you came up. You talked about educate, inspire, empower. How did you come up with those three words? That was a similar pro process. We did both the motto and the logo at the same time with those surveys and with that committee and with that branding brain trust. And um, the first thing that happened was uh, the the brain trust and the committee realized that we needed to really revisit the mission. And they rewrote the mission statement. And then from there, all of these other projects came forward. So as, as we had that mission solidly in place, we were able to develop the logo and the motto. And again, this is where the surveys sort of came back with feedback and we realized what was the strongest uh, words that were going out there and the strongest images. And, and that's how we developed the logo and the motto. And after you put everything out, uh, you know, uh, you know, 
after the grand uh, 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 not opening, but the when you revealed it, uh, what was the feedback uh-huh. you got from from uh, from everyone? Uh, you know, did you get any? People uh, really like it. <laughs> People really like it, and um, they they find it kind of exciting and interesting, particularly as they look into all of the different components. I mean, within this tiny logo is um, is an M for for our town. It's the the mountains and the valley, which is the thing that everyone talked about here in Montville, uh, that part of town that where they look out across and see the mountains in the distance and the valley before them. Um, and then the fact that it's shaped like a shield because the oldest image we had in the district was from the high school and it had a shield shape. And this idea of excellence and and striving for something um, exciting in terms of education is all reflected in the way that it's designed. And it seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me it was almost a unifying process for the community, the parents, and I guess even the students that were, when we first started this conversation, we were talking about the seven different buildings, the three different towns, which I'm sure people still have their own ownership into their elementary school and their community. But uh, do do you sense that they at least feel part of something a little bit bigger? Yes, absolutely. It's a unifying process. And I think of it like as cookies, you know, like each of these schools is a different cookie. One's an Oreo and one's a Chips Ahoy and one's a Nutter Butter, but they're on the Bisco. You know, you can have your own identity within the building. You can have your own personalities because that's really vibrant and important in public education, that the building that the students are, are actually in needs to have its own personality, but that building is also part of a greater group of of initiatives, and that is what the district identity and branding gives to our community. And any uh, we'll come to, towards the end of the the podcast. Um, any final recommendations for someone uh, a district trying to start this program, or you know, what are some ways that they, some things that you would recommend? First of all, I would say don't be afraid. I know it sounds like a lot. It's it's really very exciting, and I happen to have found it to be one of the most energizing things I've ever done, and I've been in branding and marketing my whole life. But working with the students, hearing their feedback, hearing how they perceive things, listening to the parents, listening to the administrators, it was really very informative, and it it really did unify everybody. So I think that it's a really exciting thing to do. So don't be afraid of time commitment. And it doesn't have to be as in-depth as we went. It was just that we were searching for um, something that could really unify five different elementary schools that had very strong identities with their own mascots. And we also had to figure out how that's how that was going to feed into the Mustang identity that happens once they get to middle school and high school. Um, and so we, we took it a little deeper than maybe we needed to, but we also had that kind of enthusiasm in our committees and they wanted to, like we enjoyed getting together and making this happen. So 
it doesn't have to be an overwhelming task. It can just be kind of a lot of fun and unifying. And also, I would imagine it's not something that you can do every year. I mean, you want this branding to, <laughs> to last. So it's not like you're going to rebrand every single year. I mean, you may rebrand, but uh, it's not going to be something you're going to do two or three years down the road. No, you. that's one of the reasons, I and I strongly do suggest finding a designer because you don't want to rebrand two years from now. And sometimes people will say to me, well, why don't you have a contest or whatever? But when you do that, you can't really make changes. You can't make tweaks and, and revisit something that you like in this drawing and something that you like in that drawing and how can you bring that together. Um, you know, so So having a designer is an opportunity to really – look deeply at all of the different initiatives that you have in the district as well as all of the different challenges and find a way to unify everything. And, and it did take many different renditions of a logo before we found the right logo. And it took some different compilations of words before we found our motto. And that's where a designer can really help you streamline that. Uh, one just, just – uh, and I – I probably should have asked this earlier, but how hard was it for you to get staff and parents to come out to some of these? I, I don't expect you to have 500 people there, but uh, were, you always, were people always willing, were there always the two people willing to volunteer? I have to say that we had an overwhelmingly positive response to the Brain Trust. We had close to 75 people at the first meeting. It fell off as time went by. We only asked them to come to three meetings in the year. Um, but we did ask them to participate in surveys on a fairly regular basis. And our surveys were very, very highly um, responded to. I mean, we had a, a large percentage of people respond to those surveys that went just to the brain trust. But also, interestingly, we had surveys that we did to the community at large. And you would think, ah, maybe we'll get 25 people. We would get hundreds. So people really were vested and they wanted to they wanted their their perspective to be counted and and understood and that was a great thing for us because it really did inform how we could move forward and what was important and what we could we could just leave by the wayside cuz we didn't need it. Okay, that that's a good point. And actually you probably gave another recommendation there is that when you ask people to volunteer, not tell them that they have to come every month for a year or two. You just said three meetings, and then we'll do some electronic stuff. That, that, that probably helped a little bit, too. Absolutely. I think they really enjoyed that their opinion you know, was asked for, and they didn't have to come out to a meeting. Okay. Any final thoughts before I uh, bring this to a conclusion? Uh, no, just – Again, I think it's really important for, for districts to have an identity and have a consistency, and it's a really uh, informative process. So I recommend it because it, it, I think of that parent all the time who said to me, I just want my son to know that this is where he came from and this is home. And I think people do feel strongly when they see our image, and that was the goal, was to help people to understand the standards and the, the – um, the initiatives and the promise of our district to our community. Okay. I'd like to thank you, uh, Sue, Sue Marinello from the Monfield Township Public Schools, who is, the, as I said earlier, the district communications officer. Uh, thank you, Sue. Thank you. All right, and that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, 
you're going to go out there and start branding your district. Good, uh, good afternoon. Bye-bye.